Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Rot, 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 Well, why do you have to use such expensive oil? It's an old car. Couldn't you just put cheaper oil in it? If you stop me The car doctor. And I asked her, I said, you know, in the in the two years we're working for you, has the car ever not started? Has the car ever left you high and dry? Have you ever had to contact me through the shop text email system on a weekend and say, Ron, I'm stuck? Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Do you ever wonder if the car companies actually learn from their mistakes or do they just keep making the same stupid ones decade, decade after decade after decade? I think they do. I just think they don't care. Volkswagen, back in the 60s and the 70s, and probably for as long as they've been around, Volkswagen, Beatles. And yeah, okay, send all your hate mail and flame me. Do whatever you want, because I think you're all crazy if you don't get this. They put the battery under the back seat. 
So if you look at an old Beetle, all right, and I'll tell you why I'm ranting about a 50-year-old car design shortly. If you look at an old Beetle, it was always the floor pan that rotted out first because all the battery acid collected and just rotted through the sheet metal. So if the battery didn't fall out on the highway, it would then leak the acid into the passenger compartment where, you know, among other things, you are, your kids are, your groceries, your dog, and so on, are kind of cohabitating while you're driving in the car. Now, sometimes the battery vent tube, which didn't exist on a bug, wasn't there. Sometimes if the battery was vented, it just spewed acid directly into the passenger compartment. Just a really bad design. Flash forward, fast forward, one or the other. Had to work on an 08 Volkswagen Touring this week. Now, you would think in 50-some-odd years, a car company would get smarter. Nope, not Volkswagen. You know where they put the battery on a Volkswagen Touring? You want to guess? It's not under the back seat. It's under the driver's seat. So all you Volkswagen Tourig owners out there that are driving around, you're sitting on top of 45 pounds of lead and acid, which, how can I say this? You know, God forbid you're in an accident, the car rolls over, you're just in an accident. But if the car rolls over, that's 45 pounds of acid and lead that could end up on top of you. Because I don't see how the little plastic case that they put it in is going to protect you. I don't get that logic. I don't think there is any logic. I'm sure there's some sort of engineering report that they'll show you, well, you know, 98% of the time, this isn't an issue. I don't even think it's that high of a number. But what about the other 2%? A car battery, on average, weighs 40 to 50 pounds. That's an awful lot of weight. And you have to think, and I can tell you from experience, we had to change one this week. And changing it, holy cow, unbolt the front seat, tilt the front seat back until the back of the front seat is touching the back seat. You have to tilt it that far back like a recliner, okay? Now, if it's a power seat, and it is on this Turg, you have to, since you're changing the battery that's dead, you now have to put a jump pack on from the front where you would jump start the car and power it up there, move the seat into position, tilt it one way, unbolt it, move it back the other way, unbolt it, take the jump pack off, and then hopefully you've got that seat in the right spot. Now you're going to tilt it all the way back. Then you have to take away, in this case, it was 13-year-old plastic trim. Nah, none of that broke because that's always made to last. And get down to the battery. Now, the battery is what? The average car battery is 8, 9 inches high. So you've got this 8-inch battery recessed down into a 10-inch box. You have to lift, and there's no room. There's no room on the sides. There's, and the handles are just absolutely atrocious because the handles that they design into the VW battery, and it's, it's like that in the similar designs and the replacements, the, the handles are under the seat. So if you don't have the seat completely out, which why would you go through that step to disconnect everything and make more work? You've now got to lift this. 8-inch high, 45-pound lead-acid battery up over the box and get it out of the car without turning it on its side. Stupid. They haven't learned. It's only been 60 years. What's taken them so long? I don't think they're going in the right direction, car manufacturers. I think they're going in the wrong direction. And then I couldn't help but notice that the battery, once I got it back in, and it took two guys. I had to hold the seat back, Danny lifted it out, and then we switched, you know, because I got tired. It's a lot of work. And whoever does it, right? It's two guys. It's a two-man gig. One guy holds the seat. The other guy has to, 
lift the battery up because the guy picking the battery up, you're, you're you have to imagine your torso, your back is to the steering wheel and the front of the dash. So you're twisted in there trying to lift this up, or you're standing on the side and hopefully your your workout at CrossFit that morning wasn't that much where you could lift the battery up with one hand because you can't get two hands in there. And catch it just underneath real quick and just pull it forward up over the top of the lip of the battery case. I just I just don't understand. What are they thinking? And they're not thinking. And that's the problem. So the next time you go to buy a car, all right, and here's your takeaway. And, yeah, we put the battery in and that fixed it. And, you know, the next time you go to buy a car, stop reading the newspapers. Stop reading the magazine reviews. Stop reading and listening to your friends, your uncles, your brother-in-law who used to work on cars 22 years ago or last week. Because if last week you're out that long, trust me, seven days this industry changes. Ask the guy still working on cars. Ask the guy why he recommends what he recommends. And ask him why he doesn't recommend what he doesn't recommend. What is it that he doesn't like about that particular car? Sometimes it's practical. Sometimes it's safety. But for me, a battery under the driver's seat? Never mind the point of contention that someday I'm going to have to change it. The mere fact that in an accident I've got 45 pounds of lead and acid and what if the battery hold-downs work? Okay, the battery hold-downs hold. What if the battery case cracks and that acid's now dripping on me? Doesn't make any sense. I don't know why we're putting up with this. I don't know why we don't demand better from our car manufacturers to design better batteries, better cars, and better overall vehicles. I really don't. It makes no sense. But, hey, send me your thoughts. You guys love Volkswagens. I'm not condemning the whole line, but I just see some stupid things there. And don't worry, I've got plenty of notes today. We're going to talk about some of the stupid things from the other car companies today, too. This is The Car Doctor. I am Ron Anani, and the phone number is 855-560-9900. Let's kick the garage doors open. Let's go to Rex in Arizona, 96F250. Rex, welcome aboard, sir. How can I help? Hi, Ron. I yeah. have a 96 Ford F-250, 7.5, 270,000 miles on it. Wait wait for it. Just, no- just, just broken in, brother. Keep it going. Uh-oh. Oh, she goes. Yeah, I bet. Go ahead. Okay, she's it's intermittent, no spark. Okay. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes she fires, sometimes she doesn't. Uh, and then I changed the coil, the distributor, the ignition module, uh, and it was still intermittently give me trouble. I went and did all the grounds, cleaned the grounds out. That helped for a while, and it kept doing it intermittently. Uh, changed the tumbler, the ignition tumbler. Uh, which in a Ford is really simple. That helped for a while, and then it started doing it again, slowly, every now and then. So, But if I turn the key back and forth several times, she'll fire. But now it's getting worse, and it's taking longer and more more flips back and forth. And I've even changed the tumblers, the old tumbler and the new tumbler back and forth, which helps sometimes, but uh, now it's getting to where it's uh, not starting as often. And it's taking longer to, to I, do. I got three you things. Lead me in the I, right direction. I got three things I want you to do. All right. Yeah. You got a pencil and paper. Oh, you bet. Okay. So, the vehicle power reference or the VPWR circuit for battery voltage at the idle air control solenoid at the idle air control solenoid. That's the red wire. All right. That's also vehicle reference voltage or vehicle power voltage for the circuit that's going to activate the coils. So that's why we check it at the IAC, because it's a whole lot easier to get to. All right? We cheat sometimes. It's easier. 
All right. Does it have voltage? Does it have vehicle power voltage there? As a matter of fact, if you wanted to, you know my trick. I'm sure if you're a regular listener, just just wire in a 194 side marker bulb. You know what a 194 side marker bulb is? Those little oval shaped bulbs. They they sell them at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Just go down there and tell them you want a socket and a bulb, some sort of small bulb. Wire it into that harness if you want. And every time that vehicle runs, that bulb's going to be lit. The first time that car doesn't, that truck doesn't start. Is that bulb lit? If that's lit, good. Take it off the list. Let's move on to the next thing. Vehicle reference voltage at the TPM at the TPS is a brown-white wire. All right? One's power circuit. One's reference voltage. The, the reference voltage at the brown-white wire has to be 5 volts. 4.9, 5.1, 4.8. I'm good. 3 volts, not so good. All right? Yeah. Last thing. Do you know what the spout connector is? You know, for the ignition control module when you set timing? Uh, no, I don't know what that is. There's a little there's a little square rectangular tab in a socket. Do you ever see it? It's taped up by the distributor. How do you set timing okay. on this? Look look through the procedure to set timing and they'll tell you that you have to unplug unplug the spout. All right, which okay. is the spark output tab. All right, unplug that. Does it have spark? Do those three things. Okay. Call me back. That's it. It's that simple. Hey. That'll, that'll tell us where we're going. Thanks, Doc. All right, sir. Okay. You bet. All right. You're very welcome. Talk to you soon. Bye. 855-560-9900. Running into the car doctor. Coming back to help you right after this. Don't go away. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the best in car advice, give Ron a call, 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. Hey, Tom. Tom, are you there, Tom? Yo, yo. So, listen, I want to play a game. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back. I'm going to go to talk to Matt in Maine in a minute, but when I come sure. back, maybe after the next break, um, I want you to tell me, come back if we have the time. I wrote down five topics from the shop this week, and you tell me which car you want to hear about. All okay. right. I've got a Honda with an idle learn problem. I've got a Toyota with a tire pressure light on that nobody could fix. It was deemed un- unrepairable. Ha ha. I've got a Toyota RAV4 that had bald tires. Uh, there's a story there. I have an F350 landscaping truck that had a bad low beam headlight uh, circuit. And I had a Mazda that was overcharging. And it's like all great commentary and all stories from the shop that I know everybody likes to hear about. So you guys ponder okay. that. And if anybody, if the, if the Facebook gang... Uh, you know, has any comments? I'm monitoring the Facebook page. You can uh, send me your thoughts there. Which story do you want to hear this hour? In the meantime, let me talk to Matt at Maine and see what's going on here. Matthew, welcome to the Car Doctor. How can I help, Ron and Ian, at your service? Hey, how are you? All right, sir. What's going on? Uh, well, I guess that's the thing. I was talking to Tom. Um, not, nothing. So I have a 2014 uh, GMC Sierra. That's in. What I can tell, really good shape. Uh, there isn't any rust issues. Uh, I have tra- uh, changed transmission lines, lower ball joints, um, you know, tires, oil changes, stuff like that. But um, I am at a 110,000 miles. I do want to keep the truck. Okay. Um, it's not something that I'm looking to get out of. So what am I missing to make sure that this thing hits to or close to it or... You well, know what I mean? Yeah, at, I mean at at this mileage, Matt. If if it's wet in a fluid, it should have been changed at least once, if not, you know, well, engine oil should have been changed a lot more than that. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, okay. you know, driveline fluids, brake fluid, coolant, all that stuff should be changed. Out next, move on. And then obviously basics like you know spark plugs at a hundred thousand is a great idea. All right, and you've been uh, doing air filters, I assume. And then we're going to talk about fuel system cleaning. You know, when's the last yeah. time the throttle body was done and a real good old-fashioned, some type of carbon cleaning and what sort of tank editor you're running? You know, it's funny. Back in the 70s, you could see, you could see problems evolve over the years, right? You could see as, as carburetors became more complex and more vacuum lines and more emission controls, you knew after a while which component was going to fail at what mileage. And the electronics of cars and the computerization of cars has changed that in the sense that, you know, now we see different problems, but we still see patterns. What I'm, what I'm noticing 
in the last two years particularly, and I, I blame this on fuel and the way the public is browbeat into not changing your oil often enough, we're still we're, we're, we're seeing issues with carbon deposits. And, you know, listen, I'm not making it up. Math doesn't lie, right? Physics are physics. We're seeing issues with st- sticky piston rings, carbon deposits on the back of intake valves. If it's a GDI, a gasoline direct injection system, carbon on the top of pistons. And it, it really comes down to, you know, the quality of fuel we're pumping, the lack of oil or the incorrect oil changes that we're doing on cars, and the lack of fuel system maintenance. So you want to get that to 200,000 miles? Do some sort of fuel system cleaning on a, on a regular basis. And once a year is not the worst idea with tank additive, at least every oil change. Right, right. So do you think it's wise? I mean, the body's in great shape. Uh, you, it washes... When it's clean, it looks like it, you know, the right. day I bought it. And you, uh, um, and, so, you, and, you, and you live in Maine. Do you ever take it out? I mean, holy cow, no rust on a seven-year-old Maine truck. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. No, I, I hunt, I fish. I'm on dirt roads. I just wash it a lot. Yeah. You know, it's all undercoated, and, and it's one of the models that has the uh, the plastic on the hub, you right. know, the hub covers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's a huge rust spot right there, and I coated the bumpers. Uh, you know, so there's it, it's protected. Um the sort of preventative kind of things that I, I did. Uh, you so know, it's it's it's, the- it, it's sort of like either you're going to take care of this one or you're going to take care of the next one. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> that, right. It's, it's you know, uh, that's the way I've always looked at it, all right? You know, one of the things I've learned in life when it comes to relationships with people and cars is you got to take care of the ones you have. Because either than that, you're going to suffer some pain and, and start learning how to take care of the next ones. Um, and that matters to wives, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, and everything in between, especially automobiles. So, you know, let's do a fuel system maintenance. Let's do a cleaning. Let's, let's, let's look at the throttle body. Let's Listen, I'm going to shock the world. I'm actually thinking of getting rid of my 97 Ranger with 219,000 miles on it. I, I almost think I'm actually getting tired of the truck. <laughs> I just want something different. I, I, I'm not doing it right away. I'm not going. The Earth is not. But you know, if in three weeks you feel the Earth tilt off its axis, that's because I I got rid of the Ranger because I said I'd never. You know, it's like everybody's going to be like, "Holy cow, Ron got rid of the Ranger." Um, and if that doesn't do it, when I sell the Suburban, that'll really knock the Earth off its tilt. But you know, uh, uh, unless you want to buy something new and replace it, you know, yeah. Fuel system cleaning on a regular basis. Now, the key will be, all right, there's two types of fuel system cleaning. And I don't remember a 14 Sierra, if that's a GDI, a gas direct injection system or not. I don't believe, I think, actually, I think it might be. Uh, The difference being that a GDI, a gas direct injection system, the injector bypasses the intake valve. It shoots fuel directly into the cylinder and not the intake track. The problem is, if it's a GDI going into the cylinder, it doesn't wash fuel off. It doesn't wash carbon off the back of the valves with fuel. So find out what it is, and then we can talk a little bit more about whether we do induction, injection, or both. I'm Ron Anian, the car doctor, and I'm coming back right after this. Don't go away.
Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> awesome. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know that's right. What's <laughs> wrong with you? Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 1067 The Beat. Columbus is real hip hop and RB. Welcome back. We're on the Andy the Car Doctor. Let's get over to Pamela in New Hampshire, and then we're going to go back to Tom and see what Tom story Tom wants to hear today. Pamela, how can I help you in your 94 Geo Prism? Hi. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You're um, welcome. My, my car, uh, I had the ignition coil replaced several months ago, but ever since that time, my radio, the car radio, just cuts out, uh, you know, whenever, whenever it wants and then later comes on whenever it wants it's just all by itself just the radio just the radio the, yeah. the radio is the only electrical device and it happened right after the coil was replaced pamela yes i believe so yes um you know it it, it would be hard to draw 
a line that this is connected to that as an issue. But the easiest way for it to happen, is it reproducible? If you took it to a repair shop and a mechanic were to drive the car, could he reproduce the problem? I believe so, yes. You know, or is it, you know, how at, it happens all the time. Okay. So, you know, it, and this isn't a question of noise, right? When the radio's on, it plays clearly. It has a good signal. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the mechanic, what the mechanic is going to have to do, and listen, we'll decide whether or not it's related to the coil after we figure out what's really wrong here. But a, a radio in a car is no different than a radio sitting on your desk at home. You know, it has to have power. All right. There's there's going to so there's going to be a power and a ground going to this radio, and what the mechanic would need to do is pull the radio out, get to the connector at the back of it, tap in. Does it have power and ground when the radio cuts out? If the radio has power and ground when it cuts out, it's got to work, right? I mean, it's 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 no different than the light switch at, at home. If you turn the switch on and the bulb doesn't light and there's power at the switch and there's power at the socket, it's a bulb, okay? If it's got power and ground at the radio and the radio doesn't work, it's the radio. It just happened to be a coincidence and the luck of the draw, you know, unless somebody did something really harsh. Why did they change the coil? Let me ask that question. Uh, because the car would not start. It would turn over, but it wouldn't start. So uh, it was towed to the uh, to the garage, and uh, they said I needed a new ignition coil. Okay. Was the car jump-started at all, or the car cranked? Did the car act like a dead battery, or did it did it crank okay but didn't start? It cranked okay, but it wouldn't start. So it wasn't jump-started? No. Okay. You know, if, if somebody had jump-started it, and I'm, I'm, I'm really going out on a limb here, I'm making some assumptions, which is a bad thing to do. You know, did somebody jump-start it incorrectly? Did somebody, you know, too high of a, of a, of a surge pack and that type of a jump pack, et cetera, if that's possible? Uh, you know, did they hook it up backwards, those kind of things? But if they didn't, put, if they didn't have to jump-start this, then I've got to come back to this radio is just, you know, it's 30 years old. How old is 94, 94, 2004, 2014? It's coming up on 27 years old, 28 years old. So it's just possible it's a bad battery. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, it's it's going to be an expensive solution because once they determine if it's the battery or something else, because if, if, if it doesn't have power when the wiring when the when the radio cuts out then they've got us you know why doesn't it have power but if this comes down to being a radio issue there's more than a few places somebody could find 150 200 radio and put a radio back in this car and let you keep driving it and uh okay you know. when you say battery are you talking about the car battery right oh well, the car starts and everything every day right no i'm talking about when they jump start when they jump started the battery Oh, oh! Okay. If they did that at at the service station, I, I don't know. Right. Well, it, and it wasn't right if, because because you're you're saying that it start it cranked okay, it just didn't start. I'm just giving an example of if if somebody had hooked up a battery jump pack or jump started the car incorrectly, maybe it hurt the radio. But but oh. it, but but even then, Pamela, even then, usually once you zap something electrically electronically incorrectly. Dead is dead. It doesn't come back, uh, you know. Oh. So what what somebody's going to have to do, like I said at the beginning of this, is tap into the back of the radio, 
check it for power and ground. You know, does it have does it have battery voltage and ground where it's supposed to? If the radio is being provided with power and ground, it's got to turn on. It's got to work. And if it doesn't, it's a problem inside the radio. Okay. Is it much work to get the, to the back of the radio? Well, I'm sure they can do it under an hour. It's not it's not two minutes. It's something you're going to have to leave the car for. You yeah. know, if, okay. if if that's your concern, you know, but listen, okay. it's, it's, it's cheaper to fix it than it is to replace it. As long as the car is in good overall condition, even though it's 27 years old, I'm sure it's, you yeah. know, worthwhile to do. You got to have a radio unless, right. uh, unless you learn to hum. Can you hum, Pamela? You want to give us a sample? Uh, no, no. I can't. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I will look into that. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You'd be well. Let's get on over and talk to uh, Kurt. In uh, Arizona. Yeah, Kurt, Ron and Annie in the car doctor at your service, sir. How can I help? Hey, Ron. Uh, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago. I was working on a military uh, Jeep. and um, A Jeep Jeep? I have a question after we hung up. A, a Jeep Jeep? No. It's a, it's a, it's called a Mutt M151. It's the, the engine's actually made by Ford. Okay. Um, it's 1970s, roughly. It's when they made them. Right. And it's got a little four-banger in there, and it's geared fairly low. Top speed's about 55 miles an hour. Um, when I take it up to the mountain, I tow it behind the vehicle. I just put it in neutral and tow it. And I've been told, and I wanted to see if this is correct, that I shouldn't tow it any faster than I would actually be able to drive it because it'll mess up gears and such. Does that make sense to you at all? Who told you that? Uh, it's been so long. I can't remember. Okay. I'm not sure if they knew what they're talking about. You know, and and I I've got a couple of comments about this, but I always I always go back to who said it. All right, you know it's because it's funny how hearsay starts to spread. You know, it's that old game of telephone you, you, we used to play back when we were kids, and you know it started at this corner of the room and it comes around the other side and it changes so drastically. Why I would tell you it's unsafe to tow it faster than its rated speed is I'm sure Ford ha- or whoever designed the vehicle, Ford, the military, whoever, you know, why it has a top rated speed of 55 miles an hour. Is it because of gearing, tire size, vehicle stability, the need to go faster? You know, if you towed it at 75 miles an hour, let's just say it's freewheeling. Let's, you know, let's have that conversation. It's in neutral. You're, you're turning propeller shafts but it doesn't matter you know we don't have to worry about uh, lack of lubrication or a dry sump system or something that's being affected which i'll assume we don't have that issue because you can flat tow it without disconnecting anything my concern would be at 65 miles an hour is there an instability issue that they only wanted to allow the vehicle to go 55 in the first place I think it's mainly just because the engine and the, I mean, you just doesn't have enough power. Just because of the gearing. Right, just because of the gearing. And, you know, again, are you turning, I don't see where turning the gears, turning the axles, if you're freewheeling the trans, if the trans is in neutral, there's nothing going on there. You're turning the input shift, Um, you know. How fast are you going to tow it, Kurt? I mean, are you in a drag race to get somewhere? You're going to do you're going to do 80 miles an hour. Or you just want to be able to do 60. Um, I want to do 65. Yeah, I don't I don't think 65 is going to be an issue. But my concern would be towing something that it sounds like a pretty big vehicle. I'm not familiar with this. 
um, just how big this is. But again, the extra weight at 65, how stable is it? And how well can you slow it down? What are you towing it with? Uh, Suburban. It's a pretty small vehicle. It's it's okay. actually smaller than a regular Jeep, I'd say. You know, okay. Kind of like the. It looks a lot like the old um, the old old Jeeps. Okay. And how far are you going to tow it? I mean, you know, are, are we taking it two miles down the road, or are we trying to go two hundred miles away? No, nah, we're towing it uh, twenty miles away to the mountains. Yeah, I don't think twenty miles is going to bother it. You know, and if if you were going to tow it further than that. Common sense to me would dictate I'd buy a flatbed trailer and tow it on that because why would I want to put the extra miles on the drivetrain of the rear military vehicle? Yeah, that's true. So, okay. Besides, so, you can always use a All flatbed right. trailer and it's an excuse to go buy something. We have to look for excuses. <laughs> he who collects the most toys wins at the end. Just remember that. So, I've got too many. I'm winning so far, I guess. Uh, well, we'll have to have a contest one day. All right, sir, I got to go. All right, but I appreciate right, the call, thank Kurt. You. Thank you. You're very welcome. You be well. I'm Ron Annie, the car doctor, 855-560-9900. Coming back right after this. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, and when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back. Brian and the Car Doctor. You know, they've got books on everything today, it seems. And uh, I'm just letting you know, Tom, you're any good books lately? I'm reading one now on the Nissan Z car, 50 Years of Performance by Pete Evanow. Uh, there's a forward in here by a Mr. Hiroshi uh, Tamura, which uh, excellent well, I was, book. I was going to say, I just... Uh... I just read the recent Stephen King book, and this could have been written by Stephen King. Well, you know, this is the kind of thing a car guy reads. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's neat. It tells the whole story of where the, uh, you know, the Z cars came from, their whole history, 50 years um, past now. Gosh, I can't believe it's 50 years these cars are around. But it sort of tells the, the beginning of where Nissan started and how it came here. And um, just a good book. You know, maybe, um, you know, Tom, maybe we'll give this away. Not, not this week, but... Um, I'll keep it clean, and we'll give it out to a consumer, to a customer, a listener, whatever they are. Uh, Sounds good. Um, so let me put that on the side. Remind me of that in the next week or two. Um, so which story you want to hear about? I want to tell you about the Toyota RAV4 because this is kind of a you know this is something I think everybody can relate to, and it's sort of it's sort of screw. We had a um, we had a Toyota RAV4, a thirteen RAV4 in this week that had a tire pressure light on. Now about a year ago. The person that owned the vehicle had taken it to a repair shop, and they had four tires put on. And I don't know why, but they changed the tire pressure sensors. Threw the original ones away. The tire pressure light was on after the customer left. I don't know what transpired, what the conversation was, who said what. We, we told them this would fix it, that would fix it, and so on. But this guy's been driving around for a year with a tire pressure light on. That two, no, three, pre, two, th- two previous repair shops plus the original. So three altogether could not fix. The last shop that had it gave it to us yesterday and said, we can't get this light to go out. We don't know what's wrong with this car. Can you fix it? Yeah, I can fix anything. I don't care. Um, basics. All right. First thing I did was what? Research. You've got to read the problem. You know, what's there? Is there anything particular? Scanned it for codes. It had a Charlie 2126 initial registration failure fault in it, which told me that the sensors, even though they were supposedly programmed, weren't either programmed properly or communicating with the receiver to tell it that, hey, we're here. All right. So the interesting part, and this is what the initial diagnosis and research told me was in 2013, for a 2013 model year, Toyota RAV4, there are three different protocol languages that the sensors speak. There is, and it depends on the part number of what? The original sensors that the original shop threw away. So now I call up Toyota and I try to find out what was the original part number of the original sensor. Well, the part number they give me doesn't correspond to the ID part number that would have been on the sensor. So now I have to guess. Because it was a top-of-the-line RAV4, I felt like it wasn't the first one. That was usually entry-level. And for some reason, I said, I don't think it's the last one. That would be too obvious. Sometimes you got to listen to the universe, right? I picked out the middle one, which corresponded to a 52020 part number on a sensor. 
and walked around, reprogrammed it in proper protocol. We can do this wirelessly. We have the tooling to do this, so we don't have to take the tires apart. And reprogrammed the correct protocol into the sensor, then went around and did an initial registration, recording them, recording the, the sensors, and then uploading them through the OBD2 port. And do you know what? The light went out. And the point isn't, you know, gee, look at Ronnie fix the car. The point is everything is repairable. It just takes research and diagnostics. It takes time. It takes the ability to say to yourself, hey, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to go look it up and I'm going to figure it out. And that's exactly what we did. If I can do it, you can do it. And uh, there's a guy out there with a Toyota RAV4 and he's real happy right now. So anyway, 855-560-9900. I thought it was a good story. It was interesting. We were excited. We fixed something that couldn't be fixed. Look at us. We're almost mechanics. Starting Tuesday, we're dating girls. I'll be back right after this. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, when I talk to you about fixing cars and what does it take, all right, I think about one of the cars on my list that I wanted to talk about this week, the overcharging Mazda, all right? We had a Mazda in the shop this week, an 06 Mazda 3 Series. 
that had a battery light on. The alternator had recently been replaced and the battery light stayed on. And I couldn't help but make the comparison. I was I was reading an article on Mitchell One, Mitchell1.com, the SureTrack community fix, and it talked about a, a charging system on a Honda Pilot that had a similar problem where they had somebody had changed the alternator and the shop in desperation, they had gone through everything. They had looked through wiring, the ELD, which is the electrical load um, uh, moderate moderator in the system because Honda uses uh, an electrical load system to uh, vary the alternator output so they don't put a strain on the engine and so on. And they replaced the alternator. Battery light was still on, but it charged correctly. It was similar to this Mazda. And in the end, in the SureTrack community fix, they put another alternator on, but they used a different brand, a better quality brand. And I was thinking about this Mazda because the person that had done this themselves, they had used a cheap part. And that cheap part created the problem, as you guessed. You know, when I tell you to do something like buy a part from O'Reilly Auto Parts or O'ReillyAuto.com, the reason is because they stand behind what they're selling and they've got the good stuff. There's too much junk out there. And the temptation of buying parts online from just anybody, you know, you got to think about it. And in the case of this Mazda, the customer had to pay us to do the job correctly because at that point they needed the car and they didn't want to go through the pain of doing it wrong again. And in the case of this Honda Pilot for Mitchell One, you know what? Same scenario. Buy good quality parts, O'ReillyAuto.com. I'm Ron Anany in the car doctor reminding you this time till the next time, every time, for a great time. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.